0: Welcome to a command of her
1: own, a Star Trek podcast. I'm your host Caitlin, and I'm your host Jen. This week we're discussi- discussing Star Trek: Discovery episode ten, "Despite Yourself." We're just back from the mid-season hiatus with this episode, and yeah. yeah, I think it was a, I think it was a good one.
0: I over overall really liked it. Yes. Yeah yes I liked that we didn't come right back as you were predicting
1: yeah we didn't just do like a quick mirror episode and then back to the regular universe
0: yeah I liked that and well I guess we'll get into all the stuff we're gonna do but overall obviously there are concerns Mm -hmm. but I have opinions about those concerns that we'll get to
1: okay we both kind of watched this last night, didn't we? I think I watched it a little earlier than you did.
0: Yeah, it was like 2 a.m. when I watched it. Or 2 a.m. Okay. when I finished it.
1: Yeah, and I didn't want to say anything on social media until Kate had watched it. Oh, yeah. I
0: I was completely spoiled for Culver's death mm. before I watched it, like 100%. So I, was, I just yeah. gave up on avoiding spoilers.
1: And that was like the Star Trek channel that like Yeah, the
0: official Star Trek uh, Twitter? Twitter is the word I'm looking for there, yep.
1: Yeah, and that's, I think, Matthew got spoiled as well. Our listener Matthew has written it in a few times. And um, yeah, I'd, I avoided that. Yeah, generally speaking, I think if you're
0: not watching something right away mm-hmm. and you're on Twitter, it's your own fault. Because right. people mm-hmm. aren't not going to talk. Yeah. They just aren't. Um but I don't... When it's the official Twitter. Like, yeah. That seems a little bit... Not great to me, but... Whatever, yeah. it is my own fault. I should not have signed into our... like. I, I, it was specifically in the command of your own Twitter, not my personal Twitter that it happened, so I just shouldn't have gone in there. But
1: Right, yeah. Their Instagram is kind of dangerous, too. Because they'll show ahead of the episode airing, they'll show some um, publicity shots. Mm -hmm. And so I follow them on my Instagram and I scrolled through at one point and saw the Star Trek, the very first one, and it wasn't a spoiler image, but I was like, no, no, close it, close it. I was like, I don't want to see before I watch the episode. Yeah. And I wasn't spoiled for Culver's death, so like, I gasped. (laughs)
0: Like, I still... I will say, I still gasped, because I didn't expect it to be that sudden, and and, um, I I, I don't think this is the case, but it seemed pretty final. Mm, Okay. I still don't think this is the case, but- Right. Anyways.
1: But we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves. In case you couldn't tell, Jen has another cold- so I've gotten over my cold that I had the last few times, and now this is a new cold that has just started. And so I didn't sleep very well last night, and you'll probably hear my my voice being a little congested. My apologies if that offends.
0: I've always wondered, and mm-hmm. this is a complete tangent. Okay. If one were to not have a nose, would colds bother them as much?
1: It would depend if you had like the internal sinus cavities because your sinuses aren't in your nose right they're behind in your face which is why when they get full and pressure people have like headaches and eye problems and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff so it would depend if you get sinuses with no nose or if you just the entire system were removed
0: mm. just when i personally have a cold What bothers me the most is a stuffed up nose and I just want it gone. I'd rather like cough for a month than have Mm -hmm. a stuffed up nose for a day.
1: Yeah. Everyone has their cold symptom Achilles heel. For me, it's a sore throat. (sighs) Like this is fine. This is manageable. Even like it's annoying as hell because I have to deal with the public Mm -hmm. and you always get like a cough or a sneeze or a a runny nose at like the wrong moment when you're dealing with a customer. But even that I'm like yeah I don't care but as soon as I get a sore throat I just want to be like I just want to gone I just want to curl up call in sick be like no I'm just going to be in my bed Interesting. Sad with a sore throat. I don't care
0: about a sore throat. Cuz
1: I you, I have a history. Interesting. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I had several bad cases of strep when I was a teenager and uh, then I gotcha. had mono when I was in college. Gotcha. So yeah, the feeling of your throat physically closing and being in pain is just, yeah, just triggers all those bad memories. Right. I gotcha. For
0: me, when my throat hurts, usually the rest of me feels fine. So it doesn't bother
1: mm. me. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, everyone's is different. It's your, your own personal, like, breaking point for sickness.
0: Anyways, that was a really big tangent. Moving yeah. on.
1: Yeah. I don't
0: know if this is an announcement per se, but I did just want to let you know that I'm making it up to you for last week, and I'm currently wearing my new disco t-shirt.
1: Oh, that's right. Kate got a disco t-shirt. Yes. If anybody's going to buy one,
0: FYI, they fit small, and my, uh, or at least the women's design does. I don't know about the men's.
1: Mm-hmm. The, um,
0: my urge to buy a size up was the correct one.
1: Okay, that is a good bit of information. Um, Although I did just buy like a pack of like plain black t-shirts. So...
0: No, but this isn't like a t-shirt. It's like a... It's a statement.
1: Well, yes, I know. But I was going to say I have have this urge to like DIY one myself. Oh, I see what you're saying. I like to do stuff like that. But then I'm also like, when am I going to find time for that? because um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah arms still in a cast mm-hmm. and um, yeah so I'm slower with everything and yeah I will say the t-shirt is very nice Just, it like mm-hmm. says "Cisco,"
0: and then on the sleeves it has the federation symbol that's cool yeah
1: nice. I, I did watch Star Trek last night enjoying a beverage out of my Spock tiki mug good good I was like I can start doing that now a little early today for tiki but i just have my my cold earl grey tea in my regular mug
0: i have tea in a rugrats mug
1: <sighs> adorable yeah but okay i don't think we have any other real announcements except i did want to say that the back half of the season is going to go fast And we will need to figure out what we want to do during the hiatus. Mm -hmm. And that means our listeners need to tell us what they want from us during the hiatus. So send us your feedback. We've already had a few suggestions. Um, Last night's episode actually references some material from the original series pretty directly. And on Twitter, Matthew had suggested that we do like a series of tie-in episodes i was from thinking the original that series that would be
0: a really good idea
1: yeah there's even a few things that get referenced um uh, because um in the enterprise mirror episode that also ties into this mm-hmm. Well, all the mirror episodes tie in because they're all going to the same alternate universe so that could be a thing okay so yeah send us your thoughts and ideas. We may put up a Twitter poll of some sort or something on the website with some ideas mm-hmm. and we will start planning. Yeah, fun. Um, I want to put one more thing out here in the announcements mm-hmm. section. Um, if anybody out there is listening to any good Star Trek podcasts that are helmed by mm-hmm. women of color or members of the LGBTQ plus community, please, please, please let us know. Um, We said it before. Kate and I are uh, two white women, and uh, we would love to be able to listen to and promote shows that have some of the diversity that's represented in New Star Trek Discovery and just promote some other voices that are not as commonly heard in the podcast sphere. So if you know of any please let us know. I would be happy to give them a listen and give them a shout out on our show as well. Yes.
0: That's all I had to add. (laughs) You said it perfectly. (laughs) Do we just want to get right into it?
1: Sure. Like, this was your first experience with the Mirror Universe.
0: Yeah, and I honestly wouldn't have even known it was, like, quote-unquote, the Mirror Universe, except that I read some articles after I watched it. I just would like Because they don't really talk about that, right? And... Mm -hmm. I okay so as far as putting everything to do with Culver's death aside I loved this episode for now for, obviously we're going to talk about that but yeah. I loved this episode it was so great I thought the acting was so good I really mm-hmm. really loved Tilly in this um, I thought it really showcased Mary Wiseman's acting ability because i haven't really seen Mm -hmm. her in anything else and i think it's very easy to think that maybe she just kind of is tilly or is very similar to tilly in real life so i really liked seeing Mm -hmm. her play a completely different type of person Uh uh-huh and i would like her to play some more evil fabulous women in the future Uh uh-huh fabulous fabulous yes Yes. Uh, Sneakwood too. She was great. She was so yes. great when she had to kill that dude in the elevator. Ah, oh, fabulous. Oh.
1: Yes. Uh, I loved that scene. Yeah. Uh, carry on. Sorry, just... i trying not to... That, that scene, uh, she did so good.
0: Like the acting. Mm-hmm. The acting in this episode was just so good. I mm-hmm. really loved um the captain in this one, because I still don't know what he wants. Like, does he want to get them home? I honestly don't know with his scenes and the way that he's just saying and doing things, it could go either way. And I would believe it. And I think that that is really well done both in the writing and the acting and yeah, I, and I'm really glad they didn't rush it and wrap it all up in one episode. And yeah, I, I love it. I loved it a lot.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, I totally agree. I really enjoyed all those sorts of aspects. we have got a few things that we'll bring up as being problematic because I'm pretty sure we're on the same page with those. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I wanted to jump off with Tilly was seeing her um, pick up this bad girl role. Mm-hmm. Kind of makes me wonder if when we see her at the party, if while she's at the academy, she sort of plays a a party girl role, not because that's really who she is, but because that's like what's expected in that environment. Mm -hmm. You know, it kind of gave me wonder like, oh, maybe that was just her fulfilling this role that she stepped into as, like, a party person.
0: and I'm perfectly okay with us just thinking that. I don't think they wrote it that way. But I'm perfectly well, okay with yeah. us just being like, yep, that's what it was.
1: This is my head headcanon. Yeah. That's just... Yeah, we can go forward with that. And uh, one of the things I loved about this was also their choice of costuming yeah. for the Mirror Universe. Yes, it was great. It was so good. Um, the Mirror Universe... For those who know Star Trek, you know that it tends to be, like, even more sexy, shall we say? Um, Like, Uhura's Mirror Universe self had, like, a crop top and, like, a mini skirt. It was, like, even less clothing. and Of course. um, Yeah. So, it was kind of nice to see this where there was nothing, like, too low cut. It wasn't, you know... It was edgier and darker, but it wasn't at all like veering into realms of uh, like Mm -hmm. sluttiness. Like they weren't trying to play up that aspect of it.
0: The male gaze aspect.
1: Yes, the male gaze aspect. Thank Uh, you for
0: putting it more succinctly. (laughs) No problem. Oh, I liked how the uniforms that they gave them were sort of subtly similar to the normal universe ones that they wear. Yes. What am I? Yeah. Uh,. The Federation, I guess? I don't know. You know, they're normal. They're blue jumpsuits. Um, well, actually, they're not jumpsuits. As We we didn't really ever talk about that. They're, they're jackets. Anyway, it's not important. Um, but they had, like, subtle similarities, and I liked that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, the mirror universe has always been somewhat similar, mm-hmm. a little bit different, but, like, yeah, this one was much less focused on male gaze aspects of the mirror universe. Though, of course, this is where you know, Tyler and Burnham did get a lot more intimate.
0: Yeah. That whole scene, I was just like, no, don't do
1: it. Don't do it. I know. <sighs> I know. I was just like, and... and like, as the thing started, I was like, and... Cut here. Yeah, Okay, cut yeah. here. <sighs> okay, cut. I didn't, I I like, didn't know no. them to
0: cut, because then I would still just assume that they had gone through with it, but I was like, no, no, no. Change your mind. Bad plan. Bad plan. Lark is being tortured. This is the worst possible moment. <laughs>
1: I know, right? Uh, I was like, um... Can we focus here? Anyways. I was gonna
0: ask, with the Mirror Universe previously seen, is the, like, Terran Empire, is that always part of the Mirror Universe? Yes. Okay.
1: Yes. So That is...
0: Okay, so if Terran Empire is part of the Mirror Universe, does mm-hmm. Spock have an evil version? And how is he related
1: he he does have an evil version with a goatee, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to remember. It's been a long time since I've seen the Mirror Universe Star Trek episodes. Mm-hmm. But I think the original series was like a transporter accident mm-hmm. where they beamed like some people from the ship to the mirror universe and then brought some mirror universe people to the ship Mm -hmm. and i don't know if they ever explained why spock was part of the although he's half human that's true but
0: just the way they described it i thought the terran empire would be against somebody who is half human like half other yeah maybe he works as a spy I can get behind that.
1: Okay. As far as I can recall, the original series had one Mirror Universe Mm -hmm. episode. The Next Gen never did a TV episode in the Mirror Universe, but I believe there is a comic book Mm -hmm. and some novels set in the Mirror Universe for them. And then Deep Space Nine had several Mirror Universe episodes. Interesting. And then Enterprise had, I think, a two-parter Mirror Universe episode. Was it good? Uh, It was entertaining. Okay. It was good for Enterprise.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's fair. From what I've heard about Enterprise. Not that I've watched and can judge for myself.
1: Yeah. And it was was very much in that case, like, mostly just dealing with the crew of the Enterprise, but with their alter egos. Mm -hmm. So, and again, I can't remember the specifics of it because I've only seen that one once as well. But I I think it was, well, Enterprise dealt with all sorts of time travel and crap like that.
0: Right, gotcha. So. And this is after Enterprise, right? Yes. I don't understand why, like why somebody wouldn't have documentation about this mirror universe. Like, hey, we have found this alternate universe that we seem to keep slipping into. Here's what you need to know if this ever happens to you and your ship.
1: By the time we get to Deep Space Nine, mm-hmm. they do. Oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they do have some information. Um, the issue is always that, like, it's usually unintentional when they cross over. Okay. So, like, there's been some sort of accident that happens, and now somebody's beamed into that universe. And they have to figure out how to get out.
0: <gasps> okay. Okay. Is the ship that they mentioned that's there? Is that any... I don't know.
1: The Defiant? Yeah. Um, yes. There is an original series episode that deals with that incident. Oh, okay. And then the Enterprise Mirror Universe episode deals with that ship as well. Oh, okay. Cool. So,
0: yeah. Um... Did, I, I sort of went on about how much I loved the episode. Did you have anything you wanted to add, say?
1: Um, mostly just echoing your thoughts. I really enjoyed the episode. I really enjoyed the acting. I loved it when we got the scene with Culber and the captain. Mm-hmm. Because Culber seems to be, like, not caring he called him on all of his BS. Yeah. 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 He he seems to be, like, the person, like, he doesn't care about promotion. He doesn't care about chain of command. He's a medical officer. His directive is this. And then even as he was, like, trying to, like, call him Lorca on his bullshit about, like, oh, so now we care about protocol? Mm-hmm. Now? I don't think so. Um, it was great. And I was like, yes, we need more of this. And then, the <laughs> ne- like... And then Tyler snaps his neck. And I was like, no, why would you do that right when it's getting good? Um, The scene between Tyler and Culber, I thought was good, Mm -hmm. though. I do have like a bit of a story beef in that again, where like, if you are a smart doctor and you have this idea that, you know, these things were done to this person and a personality may be implanted Why would you just call them up and chat with them about that? Why would you take zero precautions? Yeah. You know, I was kind of like, wow, like, you just laid out this whole thing with this person. And you didn't even have, like, another person there to,
0: like, witness. I mean, in this particular instance, I think it's because the story needed it. (laughs)
1: Like, which is annoying, Yes, it is annoying. Well, I would have rather they've been like, he's doing some scans and running some data real time with him there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because then it's a little more plausible for him to be like, oh, this means that like, oh, like, I'm just discovering this. I'm talking out loud. Tyler gets triggered and being like, what? And then yeah it happens like i i would have preferred the scene written that way rather than like hey i've got this data i'm having time to think about it i'm gonna call this person who you know has been tortured and may be unstable and has personality layers and this great big unknown and he's the security chief so it's not like he's yeah you know and this is in the same episode where he gets like thrown across the room by stumets
0: I guess that's something that we could take into consideration. His mind probably wasn't in the best place.
1: Like he just wasn't entirely thinking about this. He was yeah. still distracted with. Well, I guess that's true.
0: Just, if could we, just if be we wanted, you know, something. Yep. Did we want to talk about his death now? Sure. I mean, I don't, I don't think it, I don't think it'll stick.
1: No, I agree with you there. Um, I'd be
0: very upset if I did think that.
1: Yes. Yes. I, like I said, gasped out loud yeah. when Tyler killed him. And my other slight issue with the story is, so no one noticed? Like, what did Tyler do with the body?
0: He may have just left it and gone. I, I guess we'll find that out.
1: Yeah. I mean, that'll be revealed in the next episode, I'm sure and um but like we need to talk for a minute about like the larger sense of why this is problematic it's not just because the actor was growing like the character was growing on us but um this is also problematic because of the trope bury your gaze yeah and i like i said i would be very upset
0: except that i don't think he will stay dead
1: yes that's true
0: um I, w- I would literally be incredibly angry and if he does you yep. know to be staying dead i will be incredibly angry but because i don't think that they're doing that
1: if only like every- especially because it's also the person of color in the relationship <laughs> yeah
0: like everything else aside i don't think that they are that culturally cult ugh, culturally blind You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that they Mm -hmm. don't know that this will have a very negative impact if they stick with it.
1: Yes. And um, I did watch a little bit of After Trek this week. Partly just because um, Rachel, who guested on our Star Trek Beyond podcast on Twitter, was mentioning that she watched it and it helped her feel better about certain things. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of curious what things it was. And it was... Probably this aspect. Um, One of the things the showrunners had said, which is not spoiling anything, was that they weren't expecting the fans to fall in love with the couple right off the bat in the season. They were expecting the emotional attachment to like build to this, like at this point. Mm -hmm. That's when they were expecting people to sort of have had enough time with them. To really love them as a couple. And so I don't think that they would. Like write in. A, a romance story. That they knew was just going to be like. We're just going to get them to love them. And in that very episode. Where we're thinking it's going to happen. We're going to kill one of them. Like I just don't think they would do that.
0: That actually kind of makes me feel like they would. Because writers can be jerks. But um, and I mean that in a good way. Like jerks with your emotions.
1: Yeah, but that aside,
0: yeah. I'm pretty sure I read okay, everything else aside, if I hadn't read some things or seen some things, I would still think that he would be coming back. Oh yeah. Just from a <laughs> plot point of view like and from a a cultural stand like they they just wouldn't do that.
1: Right. Um I also think that it's going to be tied to what's going on with Paul. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I I think that's part of their arc together
0: yeah um, um I, I was just gonna say so some of the things that i did read was i believe the actor whose name mm-hmm. i'm not gonna know Culber. wilson uh, cruz sure he he tweeted something or maybe he said it on that after check that like his favorite scene is still to come yes so there's like like you can argue for a flashback but yeah. I don't think so.
1: It could be a flashback. Maybe they'll pull Mirror culber into the Prime Universe. Uh, that would still be really problematic
0: to me. Oh, but, yeah. Because that's just like, let's kill him and replace him. Like, no. Um,
1: Though I have to say, like, part of me is also uneasy because, like, in a show universe or any sort of story universe, you have to decide how death is treated. Um, and one of the problems I find with comic book universes is that death has become a, a thing that can be thrown in at any time and undone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so like, you know, there's the death of Superman, you know, uh, the death of all these superheroes and how they can like undo it and just put them back. And it takes away some of the impact of the death in those places. Mm-hmm. And up until discovery, Star Trek hasn't had a lot of main character death. Right. They had Tasha Yar in the next gen. Um, They didn't have, to my recollection, anyone major like that die in the original series.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So there was Tasha Yar in next gen, Um, which some people liked and didn't like.
0: In the original series, I could be very wrong, but Spock.
1: In the movies, yeah. yes.
0: Yeah. And then they do bring him back.
1: Yes, they do. Um, but they also had uh, Jed Zied in DS9. Sorry about that spoiler, in case anybody didn't know about a 25-year-old show. Um, but again, they kind of brought her back because her species has a symbiotic relationship and so there's a new host and things like that. So they haven't been really like cheap with the Oh, you're dead. And now there's a miraculous recovery. Um, they've had some characters brought close to death and pull through. And so I just don't want it to become this thing where it's like people die and then are, everything's undone on a routine basis.
0: Somebody on Twitter linked me to an article that I read, and I'm just going to look up their name so I'm not a jerk.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Hold on. At Zinc Stout. Sure. Yes. Um, he linked me to an article that implied that it was going to have that a implied that they were going to bring him back, and b implied that it was going to have something to do with the mushrooms. Oh, okay. Which is a very strange sentence to say with the spores. Let's say. Yes. Um. So I'm interested to see how that goes. If they don't bring him back, then that is the most horrific move they could have made this season, mm-hmm. and. Even, like, like in the scene, I thought it was a great scene. And I yeah. thought that everything made sense, other than what we talked about of how he wouldn't...
1: Like, call the meeting that yeah, way. call the meeting
0: that way. But, like, yeah. how the scene, once it was started, progressed. Like, I didn't see anywhere else for it to end. And I wouldn't generally be... Obs- or, not generally. I think we've talked about this before. Maybe... Uh, in one of the movies or, or something.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, like it wouldn't be a problem if there was more representation of, uh, gay characters yes. and like you weren't just killing off half the gay characters by killing yep. one of them. Um,
1: but there isn't. And, uh, yes. Well, and then like in, in pop culture media, it's, been so common to kill off a, a gay character that it's created the trope barrier gaze. um so they need a lot more representation they need a lot more representation of them being able to live you know and not have tragic things befall them so yeah yeah that's switching topics a bit mm-hmm One of the things I, again, really liked about this episode was that it got more into the science bits of it. Mm -hmm. Like, it it wasn't just flying by the seat of their pants through this thing. It was like, okay, well, there's all this wreckage here. Oh, there's a memory core. We'll extract the memory core. We'll get the knowledge out of, like, there was all of those parts of it. Yeah. There was even the medical aspect of it with... Uh, you know the doctor doing more in-depth scans because like he said you know at first he was like well we've done all the surface scans like and then Tyler pushed for more in-depth scans and that's when they found all of the things that basically indicate that his body has been radically altered mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How, how are you feeling about that by the way that his body was radically altered no 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 that it's 100% now
0: that you don't have oh. a mountain to die on as it were
1: um, I'm liking how it's panning out so far. Mm-hmm. hmm I'm liking that they've done everything but actually say his name on the show. Yeah. Um, I noticed that. I was like, oh, we can't say his name and who he is. But everybody knows who it is. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that I actually read after we did our last episode and before we did this one was the idea that like there are going to be like two personalities there Mm -hmm. and there's going to be like, they can't just take one out. So it's not going to be, and I think this is the way they're going. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be just that he switches. It's that they're both, the memories are both in there now. Yeah. Yeah. And he's gonna be going back and forth. So it's not gonna be a clear-cut case of, like, flip a switch. Now he's a Klingon. Yeah. I
0: like that a lot. And I think that that was really shown when he went to go, when, sentence, when he was speaking with Michael at the end there, um, and he said that he would always protect her. And you could see in his eyes that he was like, this is who I want to be. Right. You know, like, this is what I want to do. But uh, yeah it's all my stuff well, I like it though
1: yeah yeah I think it's better than just like like flicking a switch and now he's a Klingon and he's you know got a different agenda all of a sudden mm-hmm. um my other small complaint with the story writing of the episode was when he goes to see laurel mm-hmm. and she talks him into opening the brig mm-hmm I was like, come on, like, would would this chief of security, like, even being triggered, like, that threw me out. I just didn't think that he would really be just like, oh, she asked me to open it. Okay. Then it's open. And I mean, she didn't go anywhere, so, like, nothing became of it. But it was still, I don't know, that was one of my little nitpicks.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I think he thought he could subdue her. If it came to it. Yeah. I, I hope, like, if they stay in the Mirror Universe for a particular length of time, I do hope that Laurel gets to play a part more than just this, you know, dark thing that they have locked up. <laughs> dark secret in the brig.
1: Possibly. Especially, I think once they discover Dr. Culver's body and they're going to have to start figuring out what's going on. Yeah. While the ships are separated, there's going to be kind of two storylines unfolding, and they might need a Klingon face.
0: That's true. That's true. I do like that they are tying in all of Stimit's random rambles, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. how Tilly's captain and, um, mm-hmm. I'd like, so now basically everything he says, we can be like, "Oh my god, what does it mean?" Yeah. Like, the whole palace thing. What does it mean?
1: Yeah. Well, and then when he said, like, the enemy is here, mm-hmm. um, like, he says that to the doctor. And was that when Tyler was behind him? Yeah. But then also Lorca walks into the room right after that. Right. And it was like, who did he mean? Who did he mean? Did he mean Tyler is a Klingon? Or did he mean Lorca is actually, you know, has not the best intentions? And I mean, I did at least agree with Lorca's logic for like, you know, we need to figure out how to get out of here. And that might not be like an immediate thing.
0: Yeah, I, I do... I think what he was saying makes sense, but I'm also, I don't know. Like, there are some things that when he's talking, I'm just like, do you really think this or are you just saying this and then you're going to somehow delay it later? Like, I honestly don't know what he
1: wants. Right. And I like that. Did you catch the bit at the beginning where they were discussing what they thought happened? Mm -hmm. And it's Saru who says that, fortunately, we wound up, I, I don't remember the exact line and it was so quick, but lorca is the one that responds actually i'd call it unfortunately yes yes i
0: di- uh i i i i do remember that line but i don't remember what what Sue says
1: yeah it was it, it was a lot of stuff was happening fast cuz they were unfolding like where they were and basically that they couldn't just like get back out because of course demets can't do a spore drive jump mm mm-hmm. mhm and that they also couldn't get the cloaking technology back to yes their universe for the war. And I think it was when Saru was explaining like that the spore drive jump went wrong. And fortunately, they wound up here. And then the captain, taking the bigger context, is like, you know, maybe it's unfortunate we wound up here.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. maybe the captain was trying to override the coordinates, but maybe this isn't where he was trying to go. Right, yeah.
0: We may never know.
1: Hmm. That's true.
0: But I also do like that they mentioned the cloaking thing because isn't it, I believe you've mentioned before that they don't have a way to detect Klingon cloaking thingies? Yep. You know what
1: I'm saying? Yeah, so it could be that they just never get this technology back. Like the data's lost. Right during this escapade, or it could be that they do eventually get it back, but then the Klingons, you know, respond with advancing the cloaks again. Mm-hmm. Could be either one.
0: Maybe uh, I'm thinking that maybe they end up coming back on the other discovery and having to leave stuff behind or something like that. I don't know.
1: That could be, because they don't know if this is Discovery in the Mirror Universe is working on Oh, no, wait, 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 wait the other God.
0: Discovery is in our universe.
1: Oh, you think... Right, they- right, sorry. I got mixed up with the, the Shenzhou
0: and Discovery. Uh, okay. Never mind. Because just from the name of the show, I assume the ship makes it back. So, never mind. Right. Or maybe the way back ends up being, like, all the people switch places, but the ships stay where they are or- I don't know, something like that. But.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I really liked Burnham's... Well, Soniqua's performance mm-hmm. of Burnham. Mm-hmm. There was even a point where, like, right at the end, um, she's, like, getting everything undressed in her ready room, and she starts, like, staring at her hands and, like, turning her hands back and mm-hmm. forth. Being like, what have I had to do today? Like, and then, what did you think of the end where like they like Lorca's being tortured? Basically,
0: I'm okay with it. It's fine.
1: You're okay with it, yeah. yeah. It's all he good. needs it. <laughs> do you think this is going to be the path to his redemption? And
0: not for him personally, but maybe like in the eyes of the viewers a little bit. Okay. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, may not change who he is, but having him go through this might get some sympathy. Yeah,
0: just like have some some consequences for his actions.
1: Right. What do and you I've think? Mess him up
0: even more. Oh, that could be. Sorry, carry on.
1: I was gonna say, what do you think about Burnham and Tyler just sort of like doing their thing? That's poorly worded. <laughs> <laughs> The title of this week's episode, Doing Their Thing. <laughs> yeah. i um, assume you mean having sex at the end? Yeah, Presumably. sure. I guess it kind of fades to black, but um, poorly timed. They know that their captain is likely being tortured. And it seems like they're just going to, like, you know, go through the day and try and figure out a way to get the information they need there doesn't seem to be urgency there.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe they're pissed at him, too.
1: Well, that could be. That could be. I. There was one little moment at the beginning, too, where the captain, you know, sort of points out that they're getting into a relationship. Mm-hmm. And he talks to Burnham about it. About being able to depend upon her. I do like that he recognizes she's the more,
0: more professional of the two.
1: Oh, you think that's what that was?
0: Well, maybe. Okay. I guess I guess it could be something else. Where were you going with that?
1: I mean, well, it was just like, oh, of course he talks to her about it that she needs to maintain oh. her professionalism. Okay, that's fair. I honestly I just thought that
0: she is a more professional person, but
1: yes. and the one more likely to see. Yeah. Although then again, she also like no like They bring up the fact that he's having, like, PTSD flashbacks. He thanks her for covering for her with the
0: Mm -hmm. uh,
1: worker bee drone thing. And then convinces her not to say anything that, like, he can handle it. He can handle it. And, like, I don't know if that's just her not being professional. Or... If she honestly thinks that he's fine. But like if she were a first officer in that position and she knew a crew member was having these difficulties, I don't think for a minute that she would just be like, Okay, we'll let you try and handle it. She's not a first officer. You know, like that is true. We don't
0: know, we see a lot more than they do, than like than she does. You know what I mean? And I do think sometimes that's hard to separate out from, like, what we know and what each individual character knows. Um, But also, I think there's an argument made for the Federation or the Alliance or I don't even, whatever. Kind of chewed her up and spit her out. What, why does she even care? (laughs) But that's, that's me. That's, that's what, that's Caitlin's personal. That's how I would
1: react. That is that is true, and she does have this moment with Lorca where they're discussing destiny, and uh, Lorca's you know like pointing out the the you know destiny brought them mm-hmm. there, people to certain places, and she points out to them, no, destiny didn't get me out yeah. of prison, you did that, so I don't know if that's her. Like, if she'd rather be in prison. I do think there's a part of her
0: that was enjoying just, like, brooding the rest of her life away. Maybe enjoying, it's not the word, but, like, thinking she deserved it.
1: Right. And here, like, her entire position here um, brings up issues of coercion and everything like that. Because, technically, like, even though she's been made, uh... Oh, what's the word for her position there? Because she's not an officer. She's like an
0: advisor? That's not the word, though. But yeah.
1: But it's like, as soon as she chooses not to be doing that, she does go back to prison. So, like, how much is that a real fair choice? Mm-hmm. And, like, with, with all of this, right? Yeah. And so I could see where this, you know it's like yeah she's getting to be productive and help things and help redeem things but also like how much of any of this is an easy choice for her day to day I don't really
0: think of it that way because I don't think she thought she didn't deserve to be in jail if that that was a lot of negatives there you know what I mean so she she thinks she deserves to be in jail? I think at the time she did I don't know if she does anymore right but that'll be interesting because I honestly do think that once they come back, the war will be over. Like something will have happened because they they killed the dude, didn't they? They did. His name escaped. Cole. Cole. Yeah. So there's nobody really leading the Klingons anymore.
1: So it may just evolve into inviting, and yeah. the Federation can kick their butt or
0: come to some sort of an agreement or whatever so I, I do honestly think that they're going to come back and the war is going to be mostly over and then that, so that and then after that they're going to have to deal with like who even are they as, as a non-warship because that's what they've been, been till now
1: right yeah I wonder what their new directive is going to be once the war is over
0: and does Michael go back to jail or what like
1: well that'll be interesting no Because she's the show lead. Right, exactly, yeah. So, and I think they've said that season two isn't going to be a war season. That they're going to explore more aspects of Star Trek and it's going to be closer to the, like, optimism that a lot of old school fans remember.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think I read that also. So it's one of the reasons I think they're going to, like, come back to the war being over. And also, like... I just think that that will have interesting character implications because as much as Lorca says that he wants to you know that all he wants is to help in the war I think he's also mm-hmm. after some of the glory and like sure they killed Cole right? but once and then they disappeared and I just think that they're going to be out of all the you know the glory like everybody else mm-hmm. is going to have that and I think that'll just be a bunch of interesting character things to be like yanked out in the middle of a war and then yanked back in and the war is done and then having to figure out where you fit in in this non-warring world.
1: Right. Yeah, so maybe a bit of crisis of identity for Lorca.
0: Yeah, and and other crew members but probably Lorca in in Mm -hmm. particular.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean,
0: I'm sure Tyler is going to have a crisis of identity, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Were there any other big episode things? Like, we've kind of been talking about our predictions so far. That's true, we have. We predict that Culver's not really dead, that the Mirror Universe is going to take a few episodes to wrap up, and then when they get back, the war's done.
0: Yeah. I mean, we did talk about everybody's performance. Michael uh, Sneak was, in particular, just... Just fabulous. Yeah. Um, and Mary Wiseman was really good. Mm-hmm. And I also really liked I don't know what, what his name is. Uh the guy who plays Tyler. Shoot. I was looking at it earlier today. But he I, I really like his performance in this one too.
1: I wanna say Javid Iqbal, but I think that's the alter ego.
0: Yeah, I think it is too <laughs>
1: Um. yeah his his performance and dr culver's performance yeah, like i great. really started to feel like they were finding their place among the crew a lot more this episode
0: it was funny how in our in our last episode you said you wanted a culver episode and in this star trek episode <sighs> his neck was snapped
1: i know no more gen requesting episodes on characters because then yeah. they die. And I, that happened with Landry, too. Like, I was like, in the episode where she died in the scenes prior to that, I was like, yes, this is good. This is good dialogue. Yes, I like this. More of this. And now she's dead. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so, so you're so, cursed. Yes. Okay. Yes, I am.
0: Well, please. I and mean,
1: Even the, the dual identity thing I didn't want to have happen is like, yep. Yep, that's exactly where they went. Well,
0: you were kind of putting your own blinders on there.
1: Oh, I know. I sometimes like to play the devil's advocate. What can I say?
0: That's fair, I suppose.
1: Yep. To be fair, the way I thought it was going to go, so far, they're doing a lot better job handling it.
0: Okay, that's good.
1: So, I'm being pleasantly surprised. My bar was real low and it's, it's coming in solidly above it.
0: Okay. I'm trying to think... I mean, I already talked about how much I love Tilly and her transformation in this, but I really, yeah. really did.
1: Yes. Yes. She had that one line that I wrote down. Come on, where is it? Cut out your
0: tongue and lick your boots? You, lick my boots with it?
1: I would cut out your tongue and use it to lick my boots. Yeah. And I'm just like... Yes, new favorite line right there. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, and I loved how
0: when Lorca was leaving, he was like, "Saru, you're in charge." Although, also, you're in charge. Well, figure it out. Goodbye.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah.
0: Well, poor Saru can never
1: catch a break. Like, he'll never be <laughs> captain properly. Um, what was I going to say? Um, Oh, I wanted to point out that this episode was directed by Mm -hmm. Jonathan Frakes. I think he did a a fabulous job in After Trek. uh, That is one of the things that Wilson Cruz was talking about was how nice it was to work with Jonathan Frakes. In addition to playing Commander Riker, he directed... Um, he's he's got a lot of directing experience. Actually, he directed oh. one of the next generation movies. At least uh, two. Uh, sorry, I'm
0: just looking at it now. He's directed quite a bit. He directed a lot of next gen mm. episodes too.
1: Yeah, he also did DS Nine episodes
0: and Voyager um,
1: episodes. Yeah, mm. he
0: directed some Roswell.
1: He's mm. got a long history with acting as well, so that's one of the things that he said from his perspective is that he knows what's going through the actors' heads for different scenes like these sorts of things, and he knows how to talk to them for, to get what he wants and help them get into the right headspace and things like that.
0: He was working for The Enemy earlier this year. What? He directed an episode of The Orville.
1: Yeah, I knew that. Ugh.
0: Uh, Jonathan Franks. Sorry.
1: Carry on. Okay. Uh, to be fair, we have not seen any episodes of the Orville, or at least I have not seen any episodes of the Orville. No, neither have I. But some people are sort of pitting them against each other. Okay. So yeah. I wanted to point that out. And I didn't really have much by way of Easter eggs. Aside from the fact that this whole thing is in the Mirror Universe, and of course there's all these Mirror Universe tie-ins. Um... One thing I wondered if they did on purpose was uh, when they had to have like the engineer speaking and Burnham was like, disguise your voice because I don't know where you fit in yet. And so Lorca speaks with a Scottish mm-hmm. accent back. And I was just like, oh, is that a reference to another Scottish engineer?
0: Yeah, I did think that also.
1: And it was delightful. I just, I, I enjoyed that little bit as well.
0: I also enjoyed the looks everybody gave him when he could just whip out that accent
1: well you know he is a master of uh disguising his intention with his voice i also enjoy
0: i realize that jason isaacs isn't scottish but i do enjoy anytime like a an actor who is not american but is acting american gets a chance to be like pretend like acting as an american person using their pretending to have their original accent I don't yes. know if that sentence made any sense.
1: Yeah, sometimes, like the character who's not, uh, you know, British yeah. or Scottish or whatever, needs to pretend that they have the accent that's closer to what the actor's actual accent is. Yeah. And
0: I think my favorite instance of this was in Chuck with uh, the main the main lady in that. Whenever she had to pretend to be Australian, that was great.
1: Okay, I haven't seen Chuck.
0: Oh, oh, it's well, some of it's really good.
1: Okay, so, I don't think we have any specific listener comments this, this time around. Um, we have some on Twitter that are just generally people
0: being upset about Bury Your Gaze. Yeah. Which, once it's again... fair.
1: <laughs> totally fair. Oh yeah, absolutely, it is, and... But we're saying, have hope, people, because Kate believes he's not really dead. And if I believe he is really dead, then Wait, I will be wrong. Do you believe he's really dead? No, but I'm cursed. Oh, okay, okay, that's fine then. So I have to believe the opposite. So, right. If I think you're wrong and he's coming back, then he'll come back. Right.
0: Okay. A little, a little reverse psychology. Yes. I just don't think they would do that. They would know the the. Uh, <sighs>
1: The climate,
0: the climate. Yeah, the feedback. That's not what. That's not the word I'm looking for. Yeah, but people wouldn't stand for it. Is what I'm saying. People haven't. Everybody's upset. They would. They wouldn't do it.
1: Right. They did apparently call him personally to let him know. They didn't just like send him a script. <laughs> that was like right.
0: But like call him personally. Like we're killing you in this episode, but don't worry. Yeah, you've still got a job.
1: Well, and that was very much the sentiment. Like he was like yes I was sad of course I was sad but like I trusted these people to do a good yeah. job so yeah um, we did have one email from Matthew just a follow up from the show on Beyond and he was glad to hear that we enjoyed it and he sent a link out about an article about the Vulcan Mineral and how that was integrated into Star Trek Beyond and I've I briefly read through it, and it's cool. And then he wanted to add a point about the music that was used in Star Trek Beyond. Um, He said, as an Easter egg, I think it's the same music used from the 09 film when Kirk steals the car. Oh,
0: it definitely is. The
1: even better point is that it was used in the trailer, caused huge uproar, since Star Trek didn't have pop music in it. And then he doesn't know if it's the case, but he wants to believe that this was a major piece of the reshoots they did late into production, basically making the music an actual plot point as a big two fingers up to the idiot fanboys. And I could totally see <laughs> that and it makes all those references to when they're playing all this rock music and all the, they're, they're going is that classical music? Yeah, that's classical music. Right, it's yeah. it just so much better to be like uh, you know, as it was a big, you know, screw you, you idiots. Star Trek can sure use any sort of historical music they want. They're in the future. Mm-hmm. So. And that was a big, huge uproar with the Enterprises theme song because it had lyrics. And it oh, jeez. It upset so many fans, Kate. It upset so many fans.
0: I'm not a fan, and I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> also, oh, whatever. Let's not get into it. Anyway, okay. it doesn't matter.
1: Uh, So that was the only email this week. Thank you, Matthew. And yeah, we just had some good back and forth on Twitter with a few people about the most recent episode. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. yeah, it was good. Oh, sorry. Do you have a fortune cookie? I have one sitting right here that I found. Wonderful. I'm sorry. Do you just find (laughs) fortunes around your house? No. I had to go find them. They fell behind things in the pantry. So, I had to, like, dig it out. I was like, where are they? I was like, I had a bag of them. Why did they disappear? So, that was part of this morning's getting ready. Gotcha. Okay. So, this week's fortune... Uh, We choose a person first, right? Yeah, and this... I think we've had this fortune before. (laughs) Or one very like it.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Um, I'm going to choose she's Tyler. Okay. Saturday and Sunday stack odds in your favor. Okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> I guess uh,
1: <laughs> uh, the show, nope I got nothing. <laughs> well the fact does air on Sundays. So. Well that's true. On the weekends uh, is the only time the Klingon will come out. And then the rest of the time he's fine.
0: Or vice versa. Could be. That's some, that's some weird anime. Like, <laughs> Saturdays and Sundays, you're this person. Monday to Friday, you're this person. I'm sure I've seen an anime like
1: that. Uh, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde sort of thing. Yeah. Recommendations? Hmm. Again, this is the part that I am bad at. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay, I will recommend uh, another podcast. Okay. Um, it goes by the... Its Twitter handle is at HGStoryCast, I believe. And it's Mm -hmm. Hallowed Ground StoryCast. And Mm -hmm. basically, it doesn't come out very often. I think it's just once a month. But they take a look at texts in the media. So it's TV shows and movies. And I think sometimes there's like a book and a movie type thing that have been pivotal in their development or just like very important to them. And the reason I'm thinking about it is because one of the ones that they covered was the book and movie and the band played on, which is Mm -hmm. all about like the HIV AIDS epidemic that affected the LGBTQ community. And, um, yeah. So check them out. They have an episode also on Buffy, um, and that one I listened to, it's quite good, just about the importance of Buffy, the Vampire Slayer, both to themselves personally, as well as to, like, in a broader media sense.
0: God, it's too bad Joss Whedon turned out to be an asshole. I
1: know, I know.
0: That obsessed me a lot. Yeah. Like, 12-year-old me would be devastated. Yeah.
1: And I've been thinking a lot about those issues and... um the the responsibility of people in the fandom, and yeah, lots of thoughts about that. Yeah, and once I get them organized, I may talk more about it. I could, I could go,
0: I could do a whole other podcast right now just talking about how Joss Whedon being a dickhead has like soured personal resol- revelations that I had about myself that he was directly or indirectly responsible for because of his like it's just anyways why do men have to be trash part two uh we didn't record part one but whatever part two
1: (laughs) do you do you want me to talk more about this now or are we gonna save this for like a whole other episode okay (laughs) this this is a star trek podcast we don't need okay but like with anything like i'd put this on my personal social media Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to go into it here because I was just talking about yeah. the hallowed ground story cast I'll try and get a link for you for the show notes um, but check it out uh, although yeah. guess what I didn't do with the show notes last
0: week whatever it was you told put me that to link, link. Okay. <laughs> I was literally thinking about it as I was posting it or like uploading it and then I just forgot like 10 seconds later it was gone my recommendation this week um is i'm not the one who usually has problems with this i know well i guess i had one but it just seems kind of shallow now so i'm just gonna go with it though but i do actually recommend getting yourself one of these disco shirts if you want them they're really comfy and i assume uh that eventually i'll get back into running and i can run in it and feel kind of cool
1: Yeah, I'm not into running at the moment either. But when I do, running in a disco shirt would be kind of cool. Yeah. So, yeah. We don't really have spoilers.
0: No, we don't have spoilers. Um, I meant to mention this when we were doing announcements, but Mm -hmm. it is looking like I'm going to be at one day of, I guess, Fan Expo Dallas in April. Oh, Okay. Which probably seems pretty random to those of you who know that we're Canadian. Uh, But I have a friend who lives in Dallas who I actually used to podcast with. And I was recently a bridesmaid for her. So I do recommend podcast friends. Um, I'm going there for a completely different thing. uh, But we just sort of realized that they were going to overlap. So... The first day, which is uh, a Friday afternoon, Uh, I will be at Fanex with Alice on April 6th. I don't know if anybody else is going to be there. Let me know.
1: Okay. So I guess we are done. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So thank you for listening. If you have any questions or comments you would like to share, you can contact us by email. The email address is a own at gmail.com. Or you can chat with us on Twitter, where it's kind of uh, a spin the wheel to see which host you'll get responding to you first. Yeah. You can. And we are at command of her own. Um, or if you want to, like, if you have a specific question for one of us, you know, you can just address it to that person and the other person. And then the other one be, will
0: answer anyways.
1: Possibly. And it'll be, it'll be yeah. fun. Um, and yeah, that's all for this week. I've been jim
0: and i've been caitlin bye bye
1: (laughs) bye (sighs) yeah